Hey, hey, Lurid listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. This is Rose Carraway, and it's just you and me for another Monday Dreamtime episode. Big Daddy is out slaying dragons, so let's, um, you know, let's get into some fantasy dream time, shall we? Yes, I think we should. Today, before I get started, I want to dedicate this dream that I had, even though he is not featured in it, to our dearly departed Carl Weathers. Um, damn, I just found out that he passed away, and it's it's heartbreaking. You know, that man was a part of my very early uh, dreamtime fantasies. I cannot tell you, you know, as a young girl, especially um, the the running on the beach scene with Rocky and Apollo. Oh, my God. Um, But then I also loved Happy Gilmore. And this is a little bit of a later movie, but uh, his character Chubbs, where he is um, Adam Sandler's like guiding angel (laughs) in the game of golf. It was great. And he had one wooden hand. And so there are lots of fun jokes around that. (laughs) The other Carl Weathers movie and the one that this, uh, the movie that this dream is, is um, sort of patterned after was the Predator movie. Carl Weathers plays the the, uh, character Dylan. And you probably already know this, but he is the other half of that infamous predator handshake with Arnold Schwarzenegger that just they turn to each other, those big (laughs) muscle-bound behemoth men, and they just clap hands and you see the muscles. (laughs) Um, And I, God, that just, I mean, sploosh, that moment in that movie, I was, it sold me. (laughs) So yeah, I I just want to dedicate today's Dreamtime episode to Carl Weathers, We'll miss you. You did us good. Thank you. All right, here we go. Today's dream. Here we are. Um, I had back in December. Are you ready? Here we go. The world is chaos. I'm horny as fuck. A man who resembles man-at-arms from He-Man is there protecting me along with several other men and women. The man-at-arms, though, has too many layers of armor on his body. The weight of it makes him slow to react, and so loud as we try to sneak away from the predators who are hunting for me. We all run, crouching behind traffic jams where people are screaming, cars are exploding as predators lean from their perches atop electrical and telephone poles. I'm panting, desperate to fuck, but I see someone I know, another rider, a woman with curly silver hair and a childlike gaze. It's Dorothy. Without care, I run towards her, She is unaware of the danger she's in, and so I guide her to a desk, and my friends and protectors surround us, keep their eyes peeled for the practically invisible predators. Dorothy grabs my shoulders, desperately 
pleads with me to help her. I bring her close and tell her, of course I will. I should have long before now. But then I gently shove her away. I look over to my protectors. They know what the look means. They nod in acknowledgement, and three of them run off in different directions. The man-at-arms runs off, too, but at an agonizingly slow pace. I notice on Dorothy's neck something oily black, pulsing, vascular-looking, slithering its way up towards her mouth. I shoot my hand out and claw it from her delicate skin. One of my guardians tells me to throw it in the air. I do, and he shoots it. A woman on my team hisses and smacks his gun down. But it's too late. The predators have spotted us. We run. One of the men carries Dorothy as we look for another safe place to hide. A bazaar is going on. These people are unaware of the danger that's on its way. I tell Dorothy to follow a man. He's small, darker-skinned, and has a trustworthy face. He says he will keep her safe, and I thank him, but can't concentrate very well. On the people all around me, I see the same black, oily, serpentine tendrils pulsing their way towards their brains. But I'm sluggish. I feel as though my veins are filled with heavy lead. My guardians, who had left earlier, have finally returned, including the man-at-arms. Each have brought back what I needed most. Men with big dicks and vitality. I almost cry. I nearly fall to the ground onto my back. My dress is shoved up around my waist, and two of my guardians each grab one of my legs. They spread me wide and impatiently wave the first man forward. I tell him, wait, turn round. He does. There aren't any of the black, slithery things attached to his body. It took the last of my energy to look over his naked body in just those few seconds. I feel myself falling, falling, falling into a black, bottomless sleep, just as I feel the big man's big dick penetrate me. I feel his long thrusts, but can't open my eyes. I hear gunfire growing loud all around me, people screaming, but I tune everything out. I focus on the cock I need to revitalize myself. It's imperative. It's why the predators are hunting me. They have a problem with their world. They are dying. They need me to repopulate but I don't want to. My eyes open just as the first man finishes inside me. Another man is shoved towards me, his long hanging cock slapping his thigh as he stumbles forward. My guardians look his body over for any of the oily black parasites. He's cleared and then gets onto his knees. I tell him, thank you. His duty is to fuck me. I need his come to help these people, but he must hurry. The man shoves his big dick into me. 
with thrilling force, but my guardians have a good hold on my legs. I grab the man's bleached hair and force him to suck my needy tits. My spine curves to meet his thrusts. He comes with a loud growl. Then he's torn from me, and the next man fills my gaping cunt. I feel my anatomy stretching, being filled with hot, heavy meat and the essence of their energy. Now I sit up, buzzing with power. The last naked man is brought to me. This time, I take him in my mouth. His length is perfect. Now I'm the one suckling, consuming for the sake of humanity. His load is plentiful, and I nearly cry again when I feel the convulsions of his cock along my tongue, like waves of masculinity rolling and rolling, bringing me the vital ejaculate that I need. Revived, I bolt upright, dodge a predator that penetrated my protective circle. I run through the bazaar that is now violent mayhem. I rip parasites from all of them. I run, reach, rip, run, reach, rip. I stomp the things into the ground, one after the other, and then find myself on a stage in a burning amphitheater. Predators are closing in, and I am angry now, pissed. I'm volatile. I scream. People fall to their knees, cover their ears, but the predators screech. Their mandibles vibrate. I scream more, feel my throat shredding, my abdomen hardening. The predators' heads explode all around. They pop like balloons. There you go. <laughs> There's my... <laughs> my dream that I had on December 24th, 2023. And I titled that, I forgot to tell you guys, I titled that one, She's Quickening. And boy, oh boy, do I have a lot of dreams where I need lots of dudes. <laughs> I love it. It's one of my favorite types of fantasies. I love the idea of just being surrounded by men who want to physically and mentally please me. Um, and not just any type. I, I desire these very virile, these athletic, knowing men who want nothing but to satisfy me. It's it's a highly erotic fantasy to, to feel that desirable, that in control, that that powerful, um, you know, I like the feeling of, of, of being powerful, especially sexually, um, just for being feminine, because that's what comes naturally to me. That's my natural state is highly feminine, highly fertile, highly erotic, highly in tune with my tits, these, these feeding mammaries, um, you know, and a vulva that's that's just the 
the doorway or the the curtain to a womb that wants to make babies, that throbs and thrums to make babies. Um, that's a very powerful feeling to to me, uh, and it's recurring. That's it's it is a. <laughs> You can draw a line through my fantasy life and always find somewhere that I land on that that powerful feminine spectrum. Uh, what about you? What do you have any like recurring fantasies? Do you have the same kind that I do? Have you ever told your partner? Have you ever played with it? I I have. <laughs> Uh, there, it's fun. Uh, again, this is this is a good time um, for when a blindfold will really do you some good. Uh, yeah, so there you go. There's my she's quickening dream that I had. Uh, that was that was fun. And the predators, you know, I didn't obviously I didn't have sex with them. I was there to destroy them. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't think I've ever had a dream with having. Mm, I take that back. No, I definitely have. <laughs> Did I write it down, though? Ooh, that one might have stopped me before writing it down, thinking, mm, that one's too, that one crosses a line, maybe? Who am I kidding? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to look. Uh, um, hey, I hope you're still having fun with this dream time business here at the KMQ. I know that I certainly am. I'm I'm really having fun with... Um, letting you guys in to this side of my erotic self. Um, And I want to do this more. And if you want more, you might be interested in my Amatory Garden website, theamatorygarden.com. The next episode that's coming up there is going to be February 19th. Follow the show here at the KMQ. We're on Twitter as well as my Amatory Garden at Amatory Garden, or you can just follow me at Rose Caraway. I'm trying to separate um, all of myself. I've got my KMQ self, and then I've got this <laughs> Amatory Garden self, and this is the part of me that is really connected to the natural world around me and sex and sexuality and all that stuff. So I'm trying to find balance in executing all of these things to the best of my ability. So I hope you'll join me uh, before I go. Thank you once again for following the show here and for joining me on another Dreamtime episode. If you have time this week... Go find a Carl Weathers movie and just appreciate Carl Weathers. All right, you guys. Love ya. See you soon. Stupid fish.